0: Welcome to the Rockstar CEO. Come join me, Danielle Ralston, the ADHD CEO of The Boss Girl, living the Rockstar wife life, the cool mom, sister, aunt, and friend. Yes, I get called the cool mom because, well, purple Purple hair, hair, don't care. It makes me cool all the time. I love supporting women in all they do, cheering on their mindset, teaching them business skills, helping them create chaos wherever I go. I love teaching women to have the rockstar diva attitude in their business and the confidence they need every day. Listen to some real conversations, take a peek at my crazy life, and watch me try to do it all while I teach you to do it all and have the rockstar attitude you need. I would like to introduce Scott Fitzgerald. To the Rockstar CEO. Thank you for coming and joining me today. Thank you. He's the owner of RockVox Recording and Production. I met Scott through a tab board. And that's right... Actually, Vox is right where we are right now recording this episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be recording almost all of my episodes here well i'm adhd so we'll, if we'll, something s-
1: pops up when you're at home then th- th-
0: it will happen at home um but that <laughs> and then scott will have to fix them um so but i met scott through our local tab board which is the alternative board and we meet once a month and via kind of like a minds my mastermind yeah. Yeah. group meeting which is awesome um and we're able to bounce ideas off of each other. If you haven't done something like that before, I totally, totally, totally suggest it. It's awesome as a small business owner to have those people to have a give and take with every month. Um, so, Scott, tell us exactly what you do here.
1: Well, this is a, a podcast and voiceover studio. So we record podcasts. I produce podcasts. If someone wants to do a podcast, I will you know, tell them how to start. Make sure that it sounds good. Working all the editing and all that kind of techni- technical technical stuff, and uh, but I also am a filmmaker, so I do uh, video production. Um, I've got the cameras here. We do webcasts. You could do a live show. You can do all that kind of stuff. And then if you really get down to the nitty gritty, I can. I'm also a writer, and I could write scripts. And so pretty much anything having to do with creativity when it comes to a visual and uh, recording medium or visual audio. Medium, I could do that.
0: So something really <laughs> cool that Scott does is called Legacy Cast. Yes,
1: the Legacy Cast.
0: I just think that's the coolest thing. So explain a little bit about that to me.
1: So Legacy Cast is basically a way for you to um, record your family stories for, you know, posterity. So you, this is something that I wish I had when my grandparents were alive. I mean, we had video cameras and and stuff like that, so I actually have stuff, but not like my grandfathers. Both of my grandfathers died when I was like three, so I don't have anything. I don't even have, to my knowledge, I don't think we have even any audio recordings of them, but that's a generational thing. Now it's everybody has everything. You could do it with your phone. However, when you do it with your phone, you've got a lot of things to worry about, plus you got to sit there and hold it and, you know— It's best if you come in, sit down, and I have a – it's broadcast quality. It's, like, really, really great. You sit down in a nice room with these microphones so you can hear everything, and you're really capturing – the personality of the person telling the stories so if your grandfather your mother or father or someone in your family even a close friend or a mentor you wanted to come in and say you know tell me about tell me about when you first started working or tell me about what, what when you the day you first met grandma or what was it like when mom was five years old you know all those things that we kind of take for granted as our family stories and they change over time. You know, when you talk to your grandfather and he tells you a story, I, I, you know, dad told me that story, but it was a little bit different when he told it to me. Here, you're getting it, forgive the expression, right from the horse's mouth. Um, I've never had a horse in the studio, but I mean, you know. That could be possible. With, a, with enough money and a shovel. we could do it. Um, But but so that's the idea is that you would we would record these. We do them in two hour blocks. So you have plenty of time to sit down and really go through, you know, a good overview of someone's life or the stories that you want to pass down for your family. And then the sort of um, side project to that is that with with people's permission, if they have certain stories that are Uh, relative or relevant to the greater Rochester area history. Um, I would like to include those in a, in a bigger project that I want to work on, which is about sort of like a people's history of Rochester. You know, you always hear the history of, you know, George Eastman or, you know, all these famous people that did great things. Well, there was a lot of not famous people that did great things. And, worked you know for for
0: kodak yeah for for gm for yeah
1: for all these big companies you know working for 40 years and and taking care of a family and putting their kids through school and you know those are the superheroes in my book so it would be great to have some of their stories as well and make that part of like a podcast or a webcast that would you know kind of be a compilation a weaving if you will of those stories together
0: that's really cool. I wish that was something that we would have gotten with my grandmother. When my grandmother just passed away in the stories that we have of her. Yeah. I've told my siblings, start writing them down. Yeah. We, we need to, at least somebody needs to get them down.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, that's that's a good way people do that too. They have uh, a lot of, I mean, I, there's somebody that I know that he gets hired to write autobiographies. He's a ghost writer for autobiographies. And that is just... That's I mean, so cool. It's, I, I mean, you have to actually... Really own the craft of writing, yeah. but you know, think about how that would be to sit down with someone and tell them your life story and have them make it right. into a novel. That's or a so book, cool. You know,
0: all of that is so cool. I find this all so super interesting. So I love. I've gotten to dive into Rock and Scott is now a client of B Boss Girl, yes. which is what I do during the day when I'm not the rock star CEO, and that's part of my, all my craziness and. <laughs> But Scott and I have had some really, really great conversations. So, Scott, who is your ideal client here in the Rochester area specifically?
1: Uh, You know, actually, it would be someone like you. Uh, My ideal client is someone, an entrepreneur, who has a small to medium, I mean, it could be any size business, really, when Mm -hmm. it comes down to it. But somebody who has a message, and they want to use that, they want to get that message out. And that could be for their business. It could be for a certain, I don't know, philosophy that they have or whatever. But I, I think, you know, I would not turn away people that wanted to come in, your average guy that wanted to come in and say, hey, my buddies and I want to do a fantasy football podcast. Great. I can help with that. But what I really like is I really like helping folks get their business message out to potential clients or add value to their, you know, their 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 clients that they have now, mm-hmm. you know, so if you, you doing a podcast about marketing or about SEO or any of those things really makes you that much more credible in my eyes as a prospective client, like, well, look at, I could just listen to her podcast and she's got all these great things. You know, she's talking about all these great things. And that's just like, so my, my ideal client, as I ramble on would be a business owner who wants to get their word out there and also has an unlimited amount of cash.
0: Unlimited amount of cash is always awesome. <laughs> I would like an unlimited amount of cash. Who wouldn't? <laughs> so as you're starting your business, you're really just getting going. You're in your second year. Just yeah, this is, your second year.
1: Actually, yeah, we're just going into our third year third coming year. up in the, the spring.
0: So what is one of the best things about what you've done so far in, in your business?
1: Best things. Whew. That's a tough one. As far as projects that we've done or just... Whatever. Whatever. So one thing that we had, it it only went for a season, but it was really cool. We had a live one-hour webcast slash podcast show. It was live on YouTube, and it was about girls lacrosse, very specific. But had two guys that came in here, knew everything there was to know about lacrosse. One of them was a coach. The other one uh, covers lacrosse, you know, as play-by-play and that kind of thing. And they sat down and they basically broke down Section 5 sports in New York State and talked about the the girls that are playing lacrosse, um, you know, things about, like, getting to college and girls that wanted to get to a D1 school and play lacrosse or, you know, all those things that I don't know much about because I'm not a sports guy, Mm -hmm. but... It was really interesting, and we had we were we were connecting with other coaches in the area on the phone. Um, we ran it like a show clock, so we had certain times that we had to hit certain things, and we were out at sixty minutes generally. But we could take calls, and that so it was it was really like an online sports radio show That's with cool. video, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to do. It just uh, you just couldn't keep it going. Um,
0: so in the back end of your business, what is one of the worst things about being a small business owner so far?
1: Uh, collecting money from, from people doing a job, doing a job and, and especially when you do a job for a big company and that big company, there's nothing that I can do as a small fish to, to, to to make them pay. They're going to pay when they're going to pay and they want it right now. And then they pay you when they pay you. I spent, for one, for a job for a company, um, local company that now, granted, they were. I was technically working for a subcontractor that was working for this company. But either way, it took, we did the job in May. I didn't get paid until November. Holy crow. But I finally had to take matters into my own hand and track down who the person was that was responsible and figured out that there was a a communication breakdown in the email chain. And so by the time it got to me, the information that I was giving to them that they needed to set me up as a vendor was wrong, but the the people on the Rochester side were not proactive yeah. enough to like figure out what I needed to do. So we just sit. And I'm off, oftentimes I'm too nice of a guy. Like I don't want to beat people up and be like, hey, where's my money? Hey, where's my money? You know, pull yeah. a uh, pull a Tommy from Goodfellas, and <laughs> and so they, you know, finally we got it resolved. But that's that's my biggest. I guess, pet peeve or problem is not being paid on time.
0: Yeah, I think that for small, small businesses, that's, most, yeah. that, that's pretty typical. I actually got rid of that issue. So we'll discuss that in a little oh, bit. Oh, I'm interested. Yes. See, so,
1: I, I I did one thing. So I don't know about you. I know you have you have subcontractors. You have to pay for different things, right? Yes, I do. Which we were talking about. And I have the same thing. Now, for podcasts, but the other portion of my business is e-learning. So a company will send us a script and pick whichever talent, we have 35 people that are affiliated with Rockbox, and I will call them and say, you have a gig, come in, they record the script, I send the files to the to the client, bill them, net 30, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they're not always net 30. So if I don't get paid in time, I still have to pay my my talent. I still have to pay my, my contractor. Mm-hmm. So that'll come out of another job. So I'm like constantly robbing Peter to pay Paul.
0: It, it, uh, so typical for a small business. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things when it comes to getting paid is I've learned as a small business, I get paid first, period, end of story. I will not touch in or do anything for you until you get, you pay me. And if you have net 45, well, that's fine. That'll be 45 days before I start a project. And I do work for corporations. I've written sales team trainings. I've written mindset trainings. I've done all of that for major corporations. Same is true. I won't do a darn thing until I get money in the door.
1: And how is that? How is that meant? You know, when they, when you tell them that,
0: uh, the biggest corporation I worked with gave me the most pick pushback. The one that definitely had the money mm-hmm. <laughs> gave me the most pushback, but we ended up working out a deal where I got 50% upfront and I was okay with that, which was the 50% I needed to pay my right contractor. And then my portion was the portion I had to wait on. And that has been my one compromise and it's worked so far. I've not had any more pushback. And I've been doing this for 10 plus years. Yeah. So it's it's a really big deal to get paid before you do things. And, and I don't care what your industry, who you're working with. I've done this in IT. I've done this in corporate sales. I've mm-hmm. done this working with MLMs um, at, oh boy. at the corporate level. <laughs> That's another story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no thanks. But getting paid ahead of time is essential when you're a small business, at least half of it so that you're covering and you're not robbing peter to pay paul all the time
1: for my big video jobs i do uh, i do require a 50 percent down deposit Mm -hmm. you know in order to do that because a lot of times for those big video jobs you have to rent equipment yes you know you've got to go and get a lens or a camera Mm -hmm. or a boom or something like that that i don't you know keep around it's not part of my equipment you know inventory so
0: yeah. Always. Any equipment, any software you need, all of that is paid up front. Period. End of story. N- no negotiation there.
1: Yeah. See, the the problem that I have is that the the, the, the way Rockvox became is that I was working for someone else who decided he wanted to retire, and I took over all of the e-learning clients from that mm-hmm. person. And so there were already there was a
0: policies in place. Yeah. And there was a, like that. you know
1: five plus years of business relationships with these companies, but. Because of that, I was okay with it because all but one of those previous clients is very good about pay Some of them, one of them just changed their policy and I get a direct deposit less than 10 days after I do a job. It's unbelievable. I'm that's like, amazing. where are the rest of you?
0: <laughs> okay. I want that client. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> I have a client that instead of paying me once a month, pays me once a week. And I think that's like the greatest thing oh, yeah. ever. I need more clients like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, so- in getting paid and paying your contractors, do you have a delay in paying contractors like a 30 day, net 30 or yeah. do they get paid up front?
1: Yeah, they get paid. I mean, sometimes I pay right away, but usually it's a 30 day. Yeah. Most, After the gig.
0: most of my contractors are 30 days. I have one that's net 15, but she's like, we do small, like $100 amounts as needed for projects and sure. that kind of thing. So we find. For the most part, all of my contractors are really good about it. And I generally can pay in less than 30 because I've already gotten the money in.
1: Right. And that was one thing at, you know, working for years as a freelance videographer and freelance voice artist. I know what it's like to be work for someone. And then they they go, well, I can't, you don't get paid until I get paid. And I oh, wasn't no, no, going no. to work that. I do not like it when, when that's the operation. Yeah, so I, there was like, no way you're going to get paid after 30 days of doing the job regardless of whether i got paid Mm -hmm. like i had to make sure that i had enough operating capital to do that because that's i couldn't stand that
0: it's a mistake that a lot of small business owners they just want that money so bad that job so bad that they'll do whatever the client wants instead of chances are in any time i've made an exception Every time I've made an exception.
1: You got burned. I've gotten burned. Yeah.
0: Every single time.
1: I had a boss when I was in my early 20s. I was a manager for like a laser storm and a skating rink and they had putt-putt golf and stuff. And um, I remember it was when people would come in to do, they'd want to do a private party. And that was kind of like, ooh, this was my chance to like, you know, get him in there because we got a commission when we had a party come in. And I remember I was doing all these things to make this woman happy. And she was just ridiculous. She wanted everything. Mm-hmm. And my boss takes me aside. And I don't know if this is politically correct to say or if it's proper to say, but he's like, don't prostitute the business just for that sale.
0: Exactly. Don't, I mean, that's actually you know and as it, sad as that is to say, yeah. but it, it's exactly what you're doing. You're prostituting yourself as a business owner, trying to make a sale to somebody you're never going to please.
1: Right. And and to to give them the world just to give you know, I can understand if you're if you're just starting out and there's a big fish swimming by and you're like, I want to lure this guy in because it's gonna look great to say, Hey, it's, this is my
0: Again. Nine every times at a time. Single <laughs> time it has burnt me. And I've been doing small businesses since I was in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. I started my first one when my son was born and I've I've been running small home businesses or other people's small businesses for twenty five years almost now. Mm-hmm. Every single time. I don't care how big the fish is, how pretty the fish is, how large the deposit is going to be. No, just don't. Yeah. It's not worth it. And that's a big thing I spend a lot of time talking about is be the rock star of your business. A rock star doesn't take anybody's crap and they are not going to prostitute themselves for anything.
1: Rock stars also like turn in at like noon. Show up for work at like one o'clock in the afternoon. I would
0: love to do that. <laughs> that would so be awesome. kind of
1: be a rock star.
0: I started at 4 30 this morning. So, you too? Yeah.
1: That's when yes. I was up.
0: Well, Scott is also a DJ on one of our local radio stations here. So, That's he's right. our morning show guy for Fickle.
1: Fickle 93.3. So, I was up this morning and I today was my first day kind of trying to get back on a healthier lifestyle. So I was up at, I was up at 430. I did all my stretching. I meditated for about 15 minutes and uh, then went to work. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to try to continue to do that.
0: Ooh, I'll be messaging you. Did you do that this morning?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Accountability.
0: So what is so far, what has, other than getting paid as a business owner, what is one of the worst things you see as far as clients coming in? What's one of the worst things you've ever seen anybody ever pull, pull on you? Uh,
1: That's a tough one. Cause uh, you know, I guess not, maybe not, not with just with Rockbox, but I've seen this in my, in my career, which is people don't really get how expensive video is for real. I guess you could say, and in the last couple of years, because of, you know, our iPhones being able to shoot HD video and all that kind of stuff, it really has devalued the craft in a lot of ways. Um, So I know there was one, somebody came in and they wanted me to do this series of training videos and they were, it was really intensive work, multiple camera shoots. We had to hire certain talent and it was a very big project. And we came in with a price of, I mean, it was up there. It was like you know, 150, 200 thousand dollars to do this. Mm-hmm. And the, and the guy was like, "Duff, you got to be kidding me! What is this? This is in L.A.?" I was like, "You're right, because in L.A. they would have charged you a million. But mm-hmm. you know, and he's, you know, he finally, he said, "Well, I'm gonna go. I'll just go over to RIT and get a get a kid to do it, and I'll pay him eight bucks, ten bucks an hour under the table, and we'll be fine." Don't you know, six months later, he comes back with this disaster of a project wanting me to fix it. And I quoted him twice what I was going to fix it to do it from scratch mm-hmm. because he, want, he tried to go the cheap route and you get what you pay for.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so like for me, whenever someone comes in and scoffs at my prices, I go, okay, well, let me know if it doesn't work out for you, come on back because I'm not, I'm not going to devalue myself just to get that sale. And that's the thing, is that it gets insulting sometimes. You're like, really? That's really expensive. I'm like, okay, well go around and compare it and you'll find so, out. Uh,
0: see, I'm a writer. I write content all the time and I have people and I had somebody today. Two years ago, they got an invoice from me. They never paid it. that got paid this morning. I was like, it's been written off in my taxes, like, a long time ago. They finally
1: paid something paid two years ago?
0: Because they hired somebody else to do this huge project, and they've gone two years with absolutely no sales for their business.
1: How do they have a business?
0: And, like, because their husbands pay for their, oh, yeah, I them you. to I have see. a hobby business. I see. Um, And I, I emailed this person. I'm like, what's up with this? She goes, well, I tried to hire somebody, and they're still not done. I'm like, this was two years ago. <laughs> was writing sales copy for a sales funnel i mean something like that takes me two hours tops but i charge 500 bucks yeah and that was too much for her yeah she's she's paid this other person 1500 bucks and they're still not done Mm. over time yes she was nitpicking it over time creative people constantly get the well somebody else will do that for cheaper Go right ahead. Yeah, go to somebody Fiverr. Somebody else will also pay me more, <laughs> and you're not worth my time. And I have told people on the phone, a woman I was on a consult call with on Saturday morning, she's like, I could find somebody cheaper than you. And I said, I could find somebody that's a qu- more quality of a client than
1: you. Oh.
0: She yeah. goes, how dare you say that? And I'm like, you just said the same exact same yeah, thing you to thing. Just... You said the opposite to me. Yeah, I did not. I just said people. And I said, no, <laughs> you did not. This is why you are. You should be careful with what you say. And she's like, oh. She paid an invoice this
1: morning. There you go. I don't think, you know, sometimes I don't think people realize. They're just not thinking. They're not, like, you would never walk up to someone on the street and go, wow, you look terrible. Mm-hmm. You know? You're just ugly. You, know I mean? you would he- never say that. I know Fifteen girls that are better looking than you. Mm-hmm. Who would? Nobody would say that. But that's kind of the same thing when they go. You know what? I can find somebody. I can find you. five other businesses that'll do it for half the price. I'm like, all right, well, that's
0: nice. Of
1: you <laughs> do it. Go for it. I, it. Then I'll go home and I can hang out with my kids for the night instead of working on your project that it, you're not going to be happy with anyway. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, again, painting a, painting a, a, a nasty picture, but sometimes it's, it, gets it's true. it gets nasty. It gets nasty.
0: Especially as people that are creative. I mean, when you're creating a website and you're coding something, people don't think that is a creative job. But Mm -hmm. that's absolutely just as creative as somebody recording a video, somebody recording a song, somebody writing content. We're all very creative in what we do. We have our own zones of genius. I cannot deal with video stuff to save my life. But if you want me to write a script for you, man, I could do that and I would love to do that. But there are things that we're all great at. And the minute a potential client calls your zone of genius into question is the minute you'd never want to work with that client.
1: Yeah. I, you know, one thing that I've learned to accept over the years, but it's still hard to do is like when someone hires me to do a job for, you know, some kind of a video and I create the video and I hand it to them and they send me back a million changes. That's, I mean, I understand that's part of the process and all that kind of stuff. The more creative license I'm given at the beginning to me means that there are going to be fewer changes mm-hmm. when it's like, I don't know, just, you know, put, throw something together. Let's see how it turns out. And then I do it and they're like, yeah, could we change this, 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 this? And I, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You'll get a round or two of changes depending on how, you know, in depth they are, but still somewhere down deep inside, I go, ah. It you know I really yeah. this is part of the, something that I created and you're just picking it apart. I understand they're the they're the client and that's what they want and stuff like that. But when it's not specifically stated, when you don't tell me exactly how you want it, and they're like, and you give me license to do it and how I see fit, and then they pick it apart. It's it gets it it feels personal even though it's not. But from that creative point of view, you know, it, it's like, it really hurts. It's like, ah. so
0: that's a good note to other business owners. When you are looking to hire somebody to do something in your business, I don't care if it's creative or strategic or whatever that is. If you don't know what you want, you don't belong hiring somebody yet. Know what you want and what you're looking for. Yeah. Because you're probably not going to be happy with somebody, something somebody creates. I've done websites and logos i'm not a, a graphic designer but i have one on my team and we can go through 900 rounds of edits with somebody and everybody ends up frustrated when a yeah. business owner comes to me and says hey i want that da, 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 i don't know how to make it look good here yeah and almost every time mm-hmm. when we come back with something for them there's Oh, can you change this blue to green? Or can you... It, it's minor, yeah. minor changes. It's yeah. not massive changes. And I had to learn that as a business owner, though, too, from my side, when I'm hiring a creative person to know what I want and how I want it. Yeah. And, and it's your job as your business. And I tell business owners this all the time. And it may not quite work, translate quite as well for you. Be the diva of your business. Know what you want and stand by it.
1: No, it absolutely works. I mean that applies to me as well. Just when we were having our doing our logo, we had someone someone designed it for us and I didn't know where I all my directions were. I want it to be this kind of microphone and I want it to be small enough so that I can be like a little circle logo. Something mm-hmm. that could that would be a good bug on a video mm-hmm. or, you know, that's not going to be too elaborate and also like maybe two colors you have too many colors in your logo, then it costs so much to print them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so and you're talking about a microphone, you don't need a whole lot of colors. No. You know? Um so I knew I knew where to start and I gave her, you know
0: some creative. Show me what, and yeah.
1: she came back with like four or five different mock ups. And then we came up with this one. And so I mean I wasn't real specific, but I had a general idea and some parameters for her to... Because to, if I just said, yeah, do whatever you want, who knows? She would have come up with something... You you'd never you know. know what you're going to get. <laughs> and I would I would hate to, to to be that person and be like, wow, that was nowhere near what I was thinking. Well, why didn't you tell me what you were thinking?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would have helped. Yeah. And I think that's that's true for everything. Mm-hmm. For you to be able to work with a client, you need to have a client that has a clue of what they want. For me to be able to work with a client like you, I have to have a clue of where you are and where you're heading. Yeah. And I see so many in my industry in social media management, social media content of people stepping in to take over for a client. And I always tell clients, I would rather you write your own content and I'll take it and I'll make it better. Mm-hmm. Because you are the client. You know your business. Yeah. Make sure And make sure you know your business. Because if you don't know your business, nobody else is going to.
1: That's true. And people will pick up on that and they'll figure it out.
0: And you lose respect. Yep. I refer my clients constantly. If I have a client that's horrible and has been been a pain to work with and had no clue what they want, I'm not going to refer people to them.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs)
0: Like, it's just not going to happen. The clients that you see me talking about are the ones that know who they are. They know what they're doing and they know where they're heading. And when that happens, they grow their businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big thing. And I think that that's part of what the Rockstar CEO is about. I'm talking about who I am and why I do the things I do. Because people are like, well, how can you grow a business in three months? Because I know what I'm doing.
1: That's Yeah, I mean, that's... It's
0: not that hard. Well. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, though. If you know who you are and where you're going and what you're doing... You might not know exactly how to get there. You might need help getting there. Right. But you know where you're heading. Right. And that makes a big difference. It's a simple simple thing yeah. to learn in your business. No,
1: that is true. You do have it's just like anything that you do in life, you have to have a goal. You have to have something that you can reach for that you can strive for. Write it down, do something, a mission statement whatever it is. There has to be a place for you to get to. Otherwise, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? You just left, you, you went out on a hike. Most people, when you go out on a hike, they know where they're going, right? You're going to go here, and then you're going to come back. If you went out on a hike, you didn't know where you were going. <laughs> Can you get back? Can you get back? I don't know. <laughs> you might never come back. But maybe that wasn't a great analogy. But the idea it is, is there. though. You know? Yeah. You have to know where you're going. You have to have goals. And, you know, probably a, a conversation for another episode, but when you set Those goals, you have to be mindful about how far, how big of a goal, you know? Like, this goal, yeah, that's a great goal, but how many smaller goals are you going to need to get to before you get to that goal? You know, if my goal was to be the next Steven Spielberg, there's a lot I gotta do between now and then. (laughs) You know, so maybe I should make a smaller goal, like, hey, how about complete one, my first feature film? How about do that? You know, do that, and then then we'll worry about uh, getting all the way to the...
0: Exactly. The big Yoda. And I tell my clients all the time and anybody that see me on my morning show, plan your plan to better evaluate your plan, to better prioritize your plan so you have a well-planned plan. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a plan, you're screwed. Yep. It's just what it comes down to. I yeah. talk to so hundreds of business owners a week that have no plan and have been in no plan mode for three years and are barely paying for their website. Yeah. Also, anybody that does that, I want to know how you've planned to play for your website for the last three years. I really have to figure that piece out. (laughs) Like, where'd you get the money? (laughs)
1: their husband uh... and
0: yeah, oh <laughs> hobby businesses the bane of my existence and there will be a podcast episode about the things that are the bane of the Rockstar CEOs <laughs> existence and I actually will probably be recording that this week uh, so thank you all for joining me today Thank you Scott for joining me Scott you're gonna join me for another episode or two uh, so stop back by and drop in have a great day and remember to be the rock star of your business.